What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? It's your boy Retro, and this is your girl Creole, and we are back with another episode of All. But yeah, I know it's been a minute. I know we've been gone for. We say that every time. Forget them. But you know, it's the truth, though. If they watch the news, they know we had a hurricane. A hurricane. A hurricane. So yeah, we had a hurricane. We had yeah all kind of shit going on, but we haven't forgot about y'all. We had a hurricane. I didn't have power for what, like nine days? You didn't have power for like eight days. So, but I mean, if y'all watch the news, y'all know we got hit by a Cat 4. I think it may have gotten upgraded to a Cat 5. I don't know what. I don't know what. All I know is it was hot. It was miserable. And um, I don't want to go through that shit again. <laughs> we will, because we live here. No time soon. <laughs> uh, but you had it rough at your dad's house That's why Cause You didn't Not only did you not have power You didn't have water Right But we 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 will go into those details later um, Cause you know We pretty much gotta catch you guys up So it's most likely gonna be a two part podcast I feel like we always catching them up Yeah but it's been a lot I'm looking at our notes And you know we um Last thing we was talking about, we was going to talk about the She-Ball movie. Oh. How much baggage is too much baggage. Cool. <laughs> you know? We watched She-Ball probably a solid month ago at this point. Oh, no longer than that, because we at the end of September. The storm was at the end of August. August and Dude. it probably was like a week or two before that that we last recorded. Doing, so, doing oh my God, it's been damn near a month and a half, music with months. your uncle. Um, only fans um, to ban sexual explicit content, then they wind up reversing that. Um, bring back the Zaya House Project Christmas show. Cardi B had her baby boy. That's been a minute. Yeah, you probably done that month old at this point. Um, you want to see a dead body? Something that says Tiffany's story. Um, yeah, you want me to talk about seeing a dead body? Uh, who's C. Sizzle? And Nikki Covey <laughs> Met Gala uh, Swollen Nuts <laughs> story. So, yeah. It is going to be a very topic-heavy <laughs> two shows. So I hope y'all are ready for this. So let's just go ahead and dive in. First of all, you guys, once again, thank y'all for tuning in. Um. We did made out all right uh, for everybody else who did. First of all, let me do this and get this out of the way because um, I just want to get this out of the way. To all, to all our faithful listeners, shout out to BJ. Shout out to Alexis and Irvin. 
Shout out to not Lakin because she said we're not a true crime podcast, right, so, so she ain't worried about us. So, so poo on her, poo on you. Um, <laughs> all listeners in India, um, it's been a while since we saw the stats in Europe, Europe, and whoever you are in Ashburn, Virginia. And there you go, um, and people in like. Texas, California, parts of California that we don't Minnesota, know. I think. I mean, I think I saw Wisconsin once. Yeah, shout out to everyone who tuned in and listened. Like I say, we apologize that you know it's not consistent, but you know we do have a life to live. And until it's this not is, even like a life to live, it's like the unfortunate side of still having nine to fives while right. doing this. This That's, isn't like our soul thing, and we're not saying that we want to neglect y'all but sometimes it's just rough it is and you know until we are able to make this our only thing that will produce um livable income for us you know we try to give y'all as much as we can when we can as as often as we can but we do want to let you know that we do appreciate y'all and we do believe in y'all and we do believe in this podcast and we do believe in the growth of it so please keep on listening keep on staying by our sides and watching us grow now with that being said um so if you listen to the previous podcast last time we spoke we're supposed to watch this movie called she ball it is a cash money and incredible collaboration so you already know <laughs> what's um what you're expecting <laughs> now i will tell you this it is better than block ball and blocking okay it, it is, better is than that. yeah cash money has come really far from ball of blocking you know but they do have some um they do have some dimes in there now um in the movie well pretty much so think of this movie as a mix between above the rim above the rim white man can't jump and crossover all mixed together that's what you got um i hope our listeners are old enough to know these movies if not research because <laughs> i think we just told our age by naming those movies so nick cannon's <laughs> nick cannon's in it and he is a, him <laughs> he's in it chris brown is in it barely yeah but he's, like they really was like chris brown's in it now, okay, he is in it long. Okay, if you if we want to like scale how long he's in it, we'll say longer than Stomp the Yard, but definitely less than this Christmas. Because I'm about to say, you know, he's not gonna get major, you know, airtime, and that's fine. But it was funny because they like promoted it like he was like. But I mean, they did the same thing with Stump the Yard. Like, it was like Columbus Short, Chris Brown. And it was like, Chris Brown does in like the first 15 minutes. Like, yeah, I mean, but that's <laughs> so be it. I mean, I guess his spirit lives on because he keeps being referred to. But yeah, no, he's not like in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so <sighs> Nick Cannon was this guy, upcoming athlete who was supposed to go pro, but he was still dealing kind of in the streets. Now, mind you. It was a sister foe. I'm about to say. So what happened was. A spoiler alert. His sister. Y'all skip her head maybe like 10 minutes. His sister is messing with uh, a rival gang member. So he goes pick her up. The and dude, she fighting with the dude. She's fighting with the dude. So he go to defend her. Dude comes out, pull out his straps, starts shooting. Mind you, he has his. 
old lady, old lady and his, baby his daughter in the, car. in the car. And the mom covers up the daughter so she don't get hit by the bullets. But she wanted to get, the mother wanted to get hit. He and, ended up killing the dude. And he wanted to get shot. And he gets shot. He gets shot in like the, his wrist and his leg, I think. So bye-bye to, you know, to that. So of course he goes to jail. He doesn't go pro, blah, blah, blah. And then baby mama gets killed. Yeah, so he owns this basketball, not his basketball, but no, he just owns, he just, yeah, he runs a community center. Oh, yeah, he also, he also kind of, they also took the story, honey, put that in there too. <laughs> yeah, it was part, honey. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so he's running a community center and Birdman, do we call him Birdman or do we call him Baby Night? He's Birdman, right? Anyway. <laughs> Baby, I don't know. Birdman runs like through his community center, like different nights. He runs this like basketball league where it's just a bunch of like hot chicks that could barely dribble a ball, play basketball. Right. And so his sister's part of the league. And it they the only reason they have it is because it's like one of the things that brings like a good chunk of money to the community center. But the community center is like also falling apart. Yeah, it, it needs some renovations, but like heavily. But, you know, Nick is just trying to hold it down and, um, you know, raise some money to get it fixed. So then the sister friend who's a white girl who she played ball with in college, right. she come around and that's where the whole she ball premise comes in. And, of course, he's like beefing with her because she white. Then they wind like up hooking up. Like simply because she's white and they end up hooking up. And, and he convinces loses. Chris Brown to do better with his life because I'm... We're still trying to figure out how old Chris Brown's supposed to be playing in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's I guess he's supposed to be a, a high schooler. They made it seem like he was a high schooler or at least like in his late teens. Right. I'll tad it up in the game. Facts. But anyway, so... <laughs> and so I'm, pretty, the, I'm pretty sure Chris Brown was like 29, 30 when this movie was made. Right. Which, granted, black people tend to play roles where they are much younger, but, but not so with all not, them tattoos. Not with all them though. tattoos. Ain't no guy, no there's senior. No, there's, no there's no senior, senior high, high school, school tatted up like that. That much. No. You might sneak and get like one tat on your arm. No, this tat on his neck. But we talk about like current Chris Brown, like tatted down right. to the fingertips. Right. I think, I think we stopped just short of the tats in the face. Like, I think this is before he got the indigo and the Jordan tattoo on his face. But, yeah, like, no. this is, like, him tatted all the way down his hand. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, um... And I'm, like, and they're, like, referring to him, like, oh, man, you need, you know, you need to, like, go to college, and, you know, you going, and you about to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, looking, like, how old is he supposed to be playing? Because they never made it clear if he, like was a senior in high school or if maybe he was like a 19 year old that they would he was trying to walk on or what either way i don't see someone that young having that many tattoos but whatever that man's tatted up you heard me he was <laughs> he was ready he was live he's ready to go but yeah they never made it clear how old he was but anyway then there's a tournament to to win money for the what is this a tournament and he was gonna take and Nick was gonna take the money, put it towards the center. So they wind up having um the white girl be part of the team because um one of Nick's partners, Junior from Players Club, wind up shooting himself in the foot or something. <laughs> oh god, he was in that movie. Yes. Junior from Players Club is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he ends up shooting himself. Cause he was going he was gonna try to rob Birdman in the club and he couldn't get his gun out of his pants. 
He ended up shooting himself. FYI, just don't don't put your guns in your pants. <laughs> so yeah, so they wind up winning the tournament. It, and they end then, up playing against the other black chick. Right. That was the one good. that baby team and, and Chris Brown. Chris Brown. And he was mad because Chris Brown was on the other team. Well, he wasn't mad, but you know, he was like He didn't want him rocking with Birdman. Right. So that's why he was mad he was on the team. But then at the end of the movie, you find out Chris Brown's character, Taco, gets a scholarship to UCLA. Yeah. Or at least he he gets a spot on UCLA's team. Yeah. Yeah. So And they get the money and they save the rec center. And niggas in love with a white girl. And the They also had the grandma from her name was Mary from, from 227. She was also she also made an appearance. So it was decent. It was good. It, it wasn't look, terrible. It had a start, a middle. It had a storyline. It had a storyline. It started at middle and it didn't drag. It didn't I drag. I will say that. It so, was very to the point. I'm very appreciative of that. Now is an Oscar Warren in a movie? Absolutely not. But it it was good for what it was. Like we didn't hate it. We weren't mad. We weren't mad when we won our money back. Do we have to pay for that? Yeah, we rented it. Oh, oh, we rented it. <laughs> but I think it was on like three dollars though. Look, after um Cutthroat City, Cutthroat City was free and I wanted my money back. True. I wanted my Netflix subscription back. True. <laughs> Like how do it, how dare you add this shit and then won't raise the cost of the subscription? I don't even pay for the Netflix account and I want my money back. What? You okay? No. What's wrong? Your back hurt. You hate the chairs. You want to move? I you cool? I don't know. You want to? I was gonna, gonna go right here. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Just, <laughs> sorry, guys. We, just don't get too comfortable. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Oh, we just we're in here trying. Look, we've been trying a hundred different setups for this podcast. We've been in the living room. We've been in the in the den. We're sitting at a dining room table right now, and Retro's not feeling the chair, so now he's moving. Uh, there we go. You feel better now? Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna figure something out. We got one of these days. We have a T pain setup. All right. <laughs> Well, that's what we're working for. So, um, all right. Sorry, you guys. There we go. So, anyway, let's get this jank podcast under control. Hey, <laughs> let's get some money. So, peep game. So, that was she ball. Um, now, really get the rotten tomato like, like, uh, uh, Blood Brothers. Who knows? Hmm. Let's actually compare that right now. <laughs> Mind you, Blood Brothers is. Let's uh, see if people even care to rate it on on uh, online. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Blood Brother Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes score. It has a 17 on the tomato meter, but but it has an audience score of 67. Oh, okay. That's that's for that's for Blood Brother. Okay, let's see what she balls. She ball. 
Let's see. It is actually not showing. Oh, no, here it is. It does not have a score yet. Go ahead, score. Go ahead, score. Why is I gonna make Nick Cannon and all his baby mamas <laughs> excited? Oh my god, it got a hundred. <laughs> look, babe, look. <laughs> I told you it wasn't a flop. <laughs> so nothing on the tomato meter. But <laughs> apparently, it, I mean, it has a 50% audience score. So it's like par. Okay. Bet there you go. It's on, mm. it's par. So that means Blood Brother is better than She Ball. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat, trying to get that Oscar out of here. You hear me? <laughs> so yeah, so that that's and that's and that was it with with that. Right <laughs> um, like I said, I think our new uh, our new hobby is watching like hood straight to DVD movies and critiquing them. Since we're talking about watching things, so um, we're recording the podcast. Um, normally, we try to do it on. Uh, Saturdays. Right now, what's today? Today's Thursday. Thursday. And later, it's Thursday, 8 o'clock. So, Korea wanted to watch The Masked Singer. So, and I watch it when I when I do. So, we watching it, and tonight, you know, I figure out, you know, this is my first time watching it. So, The Bull comes on, and I'm listening, I'm like, Psh, I already know who that is. And she's like, who is it? I'm like, you really don't know. Now, mind you, I don't watch the show often, but one season, I got one of them right. Who was it? It was the... Uh, it was the basketball player from the... He was from the... But what was his character? In the Indiana Pacers. He was Thingamajig? Yeah, Thingamajig or something like that. Oh, what you gonna call it? No, he was Thingamajig because... um. Ball was... What you gonna call it? There you Lonzo go. Ball was... What you gonna call it? So, yeah, so... I told I told Creole, I say, look, this is who that is. Wind up being him. So tonight I'm watching the show, listening. Hey, I know who this is. I know this voice. And the range, I'm like, Psh, come on. So they did the clues and everything. I'm like, you still don't know? Look, I I know he's not listening, but by any chance. Um, Todrick Hall, yes. Child, um, I know that's you and need that bull costume. I can't wait to the reveal. I wish you could win money. And I'm pretty sure shit. and I'm pretty sure people are like all on his page right now going, that's you, that's you, that's you. you know? Well, when when no. I tweeted it, it, it showed people saying Todrick, Todrick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's Todrick. It's him. I know. It was the same thing when it was Bow when Bow Wow was the frog and um and Omarion was the Yeti. Yeah, like, no, I know. It it's his, it's his ass. Todrick, right. it's you. So, like, yeah. there's just some voices that are just, you know. Right. You know. Like, as soon, as soon as Gladys, like, performed her very first song on the very first season, everybody's like, that's Gladys. Now, I would say this for this uh, Pufffish, Pufferfish. Did not. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I did not know. That was Tony Braxton. That was Tony Braxton. And that is crazy. I should have known because the way that she switched it up from, like, you know, singing melodic, then she went down to like a deep rapper voice. Tony got that that skill set like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I'm like, damn. 
Tony Baskin. And some, come to find out the reason her tone was like a little bit off is because she had a face mask under the mask. Right. Because in, in case you don't know, she has lupus, which is the same thing Nick Cannon has. Nick Cannon has lupus also. So they um so she was performing with a face mask under her her lupus, costume mask. Lupus make you get people pregnant? You're so stupid. <laughs> I was, that's the only thing that I, I seen him been doing with his lupus. When he, got, when he got that kidney transplant, he got super sperm. Exactly. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so uh, shout out to Todrick, um, and to his I think they call him his friends based tidies or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's him, the bull. So <laughs> y'all, y'all let me know what the turnout is, but I guarantee you, I, it's it's him. He's he is the bull. Yeah. Um, we were saying earlier, um, and it's probably off topic, but, you know, we're talking about entertainment and everything and, and, you know, music industry and everything, these different artists and stuff. I wanted to say, so I got a friend, um, he's an artist and he's talking about going towards me and Creole was talking about it. And pretty much we were saying how the music industry is like a, what I say? It was like a bought bought in now like you it buy, really is yeah so it's bought in it's bought in like you buy yourself in here and it's like it's um, very gimmicky now it's yeah you very... gotta have a gimmick so he's and i feel like if you have true talent you shouldn't have to pay pay anybody to um i don't say display but like you know, be on it. So pretty promote much, you. Prom- yeah. So he's he's a rapper, and he's going to another rapper to have him feature on an album, and he's going to pay him. You know, it's not a lot. I mean, it's a lot to me, but you know, he's he just got signed to a record label, and I was trying to, I was telling him, I say, bro, to be honest, being signed to a record label, it don't mean nothing. No, it more. don't mean anything. Everybody, no more. it seemed like everybody ain't mama signed to a record label. Like half these inst- Instagram thoughts that think they rappers are signed to quote unquote labels. And that's what I'm trying to and say. And I mean, it's legit just the dude they smashing, but anyway. And that's the thing. Like I said, you're talent. I mean, you don't need, nowadays, You there's no need for the record label. Back in the 2000s, early 90s, when the music first started, yeah, but now it's like, it's nothing to go online, and buy, for, a and beat, buy, buy a track for a hundred something dollars, Going to a studio because there's studios everywhere, and it's nothing to set up a studio now. It's nothing. You go get a few a few parts and pieces from Guitar Center now, and there you and go. And you got a studio. So you know, I was like, you could take that money and invest in yourself, but you know, I told him, say if you're gonna do it, do it this one time. But after that, man, just take your money and you invest gotta put in your yourself. faith in yourself. So, um, but as I was telling Creole, and as she was saying, like. Yeah, it's a very um gimmicky market now. That's why I, that's why I feel like you're not going to you're not gonna see true talent mainstream. I well, okay. So so another point, I I'm slowly starting to see that fall to the wayside. We're we're getting to a point where people are starting to be like, Man, I don't I'm not trying to hit us no more. I'm tired of these TikTok songs. I'm tired of Shade rum making <laughs> making trying to make people famous that we could care less about, you know, and all kind of things like that. like it's slowly falling to the wayside because people are getting tired of like these 
these songs off of TikTok being pushed as like the new hit music. I, I because mean, the Busted Challenge song didn't go that far. Right. Whole lot of choppers ain't go that far, even right. though Nikki tried to get on that. <laughs> okay. That damn um Megan the Stallion Cry Baby shit didn't go far. Trash. Okay. Um Coily Ray. They trying to make her famous. Wait, was that the one that did their performance? Yeah, that I showed you the other day. And she was at Rolling Loud and she was like getting hyped trying to trying to uh perform a song that nobody had heard. And Man. everybody was just standing there. Everybody was like looking at their DoorDash to see what they're about to get. <laughs> Delivered while this girl was performing. They were booking their Uber for the night. <laughs> like, oh, when the show's over. And she was like going, like she was jumping all over the stage and everything else. And people were just like, my, th- my the fuck is this? this? We want to hear the song. That's all I came for. Let me tell you something. I, I know. Not to match, not to bash anybody's art, because everybody has a right to create, you know, music, or everybody, and it's to each his own. But the shit that they've been letting <laughs> slide is ridiculous, and that's why like, that was the longest, <laughs> most polite intro to just say, "Y'all ain't shit, boy." <laughs> Y'all music is trash. uh, Like I said, it's not meant for me. It's not meant for me. It ain't meant for a lot of people. Because like I said, I really starting to feel a shift where people are just like, I don't want to hear this no more. Especially since a lot of like mainstream artists are like, have been taking a break during COVID. And that's been letting a lot of these like, these gimmicky artists like come out with stuff and like rush and push stuff. Well, and people are like, man, where's so and so album? Where's J. Cole? Where's Drake? Where's Kanye? Where's for God's sake. Where's Chris Brown's album? Where the fuck is Silk Sonic's album? Man, since we talk about albums, I, I, it's not on here, but we're going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, and, and and I agree. Where where all where have all the great ones gone to? They working on their craft. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like, I don't have a label. Like you say, you don't need the label anymore. So the label's not rushing me to put out an album. So I can take my time and work on it. Supposedly, you could take your time and work on it. Unless someone is dropping their album, then you want to hurry up and drop yours. That's quote-unquote unfinished. Ooh, somebody got their petty pants on today. I'm not being petty. Um, my thing is this. No, let's talk about it, though. No, we are, yeah, we're going to talk about it because, like I say, we, we look, this is a two-part podcast. We're going to talk about this. So, since we're talking about it, since, you know, you, you mentioned it, the albums and the artists. So, Kanye, let's talk. Drop his album. Finally drops it. After three listening parties, three huge, like, okay, just a sidebar. What happened to listening parties where it used to just be like, oh, so-and-so's having a listening party. So he rented out Masquerade or whatever, and everybody's going to chill and lounge and listen to the album play over the in the club Um, and and just listen to it. I mean, originally, originally it was... You listen to it at the studio and you invite well, yeah, all you, you invite your friends and stuff so, like that at the studio know, you, uh, and then it grew to being at the club. Yeah. Right. And uh, like I said, and even then it's a select few that will come. You really and it wasn't so much of the fans that you want. You want the other Well, no, no, no. 
lot of listen parties even at the club wasn't fans, but no. I think it got bigger because it was more label people there. But what I'm saying is you what you had for the listening parties, you had um other, you know, other artists there. Well, yeah, the ones you collabed with. Right. And to listen to see how it comes. But when now they have it where it's like you say, he had the the um stadium with a bunch of he fans. Rented, and- he rented the, he rented the Mercedes-Benz Stadium twice. And then he rented um one of the stadiums in Chicago once. So you had these big, pretty much concerts to premiere your album only for you to keep postponing it and tweaking it. And all that. that's too big of a venue for you to be sitting up there seeing if people like your stuff or not or things need to be tweaked or remastered or you need to add this, add that element. Like, that's not what you, like, you really spent all this money. My thing is this, and I feel, I mean, we, you know, we created music back then. And, you know, with my rap, uh, our rap group that we was in, you know, the idea of having a listen party never daunted us because all we knew is that if it sounded good to us and we did that, Hey, it's a hit. Everybody else gonna fall in like it, right? And because that's how much faith we had in the crowd. But there's also nothing wrong with like letting a select there's, few listen to it. But that's why I say a select, but few. not like everybody named Mama. Like you really gave people like concerts because you had like all these effects. You like walking out in fire. You got Kim coming out in a black wedding dress. You got. The what? choir, no, you being lifted up in the sky. Once you again. built a replica of your childhood home. Like you wasting all this money for a quote unquote listening party. Once again, because it's all about the gimmick now. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Only for only for you to then in turn rush and throw out the album. You rush and throw out the album, and everybody in mama's like. You left this person off. You left that person. There's been nothing but artists complaining about A, being left off, B, their song sounding like trash because, and are uncompleted because they weren't mastered correctly. You know, you just flat out left people off and but, now it seems empty. You know, but my, my, that's my, all I've been hearing is the album sounds unfinished. But my argument is this, is he had no reason to rush. I don't there know was why. no reason to rush. I don't know why you felt like you needed to compete. You exactly. should have just waited. Cause, Whatever cause, date you had to put out your album, you should have put it out. And if y'all don't know the quote unquote reason why he rushed, because he wanted to drop his album before Drake. I'm like, why? Why? And so you, he didn't. You are Kanye West. You you don't have to answer to nobody. And he postponed the release nobody. of his album what twice, three times, three times. And you don't have to answer to nobody. And then the all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden out the blue, he was like, "Oh, my album drops Friday." Yeah, so no. No, I, it dropped on like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. When albums normally drop on, on Fridays now. Remember back in the day, it used to drop on Tuesday. But everything used to drop on Tuesdays back yeah, in the day. Is. And now it's Friday. But stop, stop telling your age. That's fine. I, tell, I will tell my age. <laughs> I will tell my age. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kanye dropped the album. He also dropped the ball. I don't care for it. Some people do. Whatever. Hard, Drake, I, no, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this way. Hardcore Kanye fans who are like, anything he does is a gift from God. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that's like, it is the greatest album in the world. 
everybody else who actually likes music feels like it feels unfinished. And there's been so much drama behind, not, I'm not going to say drama behind it, but it's more so the fact of like, people were complaining because at his first listening party, he previewed a song and it had Jay-Z on it. So everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God, they back cool. He got Jay-Z on and it was like all excited to hear it. Only for you to then replace Jay-Z and put the baby on, on the track. And you then there was a Jay-Z song. There was a song you teased that baby? had Chris Brown on it. Then you put the song on the album. And was like, oh, Chris Brown didn't record something for me. And Chris Brown's like, um, yeah, here's the track that I you had me record for you. What do you mean I didn't record anything for you? And it was like a ton of artists that also had similar complaints that they had recorded stuff that he turned around and left off. Producers were complaining that their songs were like unmastered and unfinished because he rushed and um rushed and put it out. And so that's when one of the producers who one of the main producers that worked on the album came out and said, Yes, Kanye rushed to put it out before certified lover boy. Why? Why, Kanye? Why? Like, do you Why? not have that? You clearly didn't have that much confidence in your album for Obviously. you to for you to Obviously. be like for you to panic and throw it out. Obviously, he didn't. He was he was going against Drake, who be body niggas. But you're supposed to be like one of the greatest in the world. But like, you panic as soon as you hear "Certified Lover Boy" is dropping on he this used day. To be. He used to be. No, but I'm saying in your mind, yeah, you no, keep no, no, saying no. Yeah, you're yeah. the greatest. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying, Chris. But, but as soon as but as soon as Drake said, okay, this is the release date for Certified Lover Boy, you panic and drop your album. Like completely unfinished with missing I'm sorry. With missing like choruses and see missing me? parts and all kind of stuff. See me, I'm like, I'm 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 that silk sonic Bruno Mars smooth type motherfucker. Me. See, if I'm gonna release an album, I'm gonna release it when I'm ready. Damn good, good, ready. And I know that it's at finished. This, at this point, but I feel like Bruno, that Sonic album don't exist. Bruno, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, I'm gonna whoop your ass <laughs> if you do not. Not, not whip, I'm gonna whoop your ass if you do not drop this shit, bro. That's all I'm saying, Bruno. You gonna drop it and it's literally gonna have leave the door open and skate. On but it. It and that's gonna be me. it. I already told you. Uh, Chris Brown fucked up the whole album game, dropping songs with 34 tracks and everything for an album. So um I need this album to be at least 15 songs. At least 15 songs. And I ain't talking about interludes and shit. I'm talking about 15 tracks. Three minutes, three minutes, that's the minimum, three minute songs. So you hear me, Bruno? And um, what's your Anderson name? Pack. Anderson Pack. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm making my nerves bad. Y'all need to drop this shit. Like I said, I heard it's not supposed to drop until January. Oh. By that point, they could release every track as a single before exactly. the album come out. Exactly. I could, I could then make that whole. I could download each single and then put it on the CD. And be like, oh, I got the album. X. Like, quit playing around. Oh, but like I said, man, this <laughs> ain't nobody. Like I said, that's all. Like I sent you the video to drop the album. Exactly. Drop the album. All you gotta do is drop the album. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> drop the motherfucker off, but you don't want to. You're playing around. 
It's all good, bro. I ain't mad at you. Though. That's why. That's why he don't be on social media that much because he don't need nobody harassing him like well, like Rihanna, he, like the, the Rihanna Navy be harassing her. I saw him make a post, and this part was like a while back. But he said, "You can't, <laughs> you can't not get invited to the Grammys if you don't drop an album." It, oh, he was like, "You can't be snubbed oh, if so, you don't yeah. drop an album." But oh, there you go. I'm like, dude, you drop a goddamn album. Quit playing around. Bruno, Bruno is about as bad as Rihanna right now. But because I, I saw a video where she was walking the red carpet and like this woman, like this journalist, like she walked by and she said, "Rihanna, the Navy needs new music." And Rihanna said, "Who sent you?" <laughs> who sent she you? She said, "Girl, who sent you?" <laughs> I dare you. Like she wasn't mad, that. but like she was joking. She said, "Girl, who sent you?" <laughs> And that's how I feel about Bruno. Like music, you know how long it's been since Twenty Four Karat Magic came out. Yeah, I'm still spinning there at parties, baby. Still spinning at parties, but damn, Bruno, come on, right. shout out to Riri, um, her uh, Savage, Savage by Fenty, by uh, Fenty. Volume Three comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. The first one, I I can't watch it with you, or you played it for me. But um, it was. Well, we watched the we watched the second one first together, yeah. and then we went back and watched the first one. Yeah, shout out to that. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be fire. Just shout out to Riri. Shout out to the shout billionaire. Out. She a billionaire now. She's a billionaire now. That's what I'm talking about. And barely any of that money came from her music. Ain't that crazy? But see, that's she's a billionaire, and I think they say only maybe like forty five million of her fortune is from her music. And see, that's the thing. Man. The rest that's... of it is from Fenty Beauty, Fenty Skin, Savage by Fenty, and her designer Fenty line, which actually didn't do that well, but it still made a lot of money. Yeah, her her shades and shit kind of weird. I, I don't, I don't rock with it. It's but, over the top glam like she is. But see, and that's and see that's the thing. See, this is why I'm. This is. This is why she I'm pretty much cried something and failed and still became a billionaire. What she failed in? Because that that design of Fenty clothing line, it didn't really do that well. She actually shut it down. Like they still sell the sunglasses. Okay. But I think they just like selling them until they sell out at this point. Okay. But like the clothes, she like shut that down. Okay. Because it was like so expensive, a lot of people weren't buying it. It was for like slim. It was like slim, slim, slim cut. Gotcha. And you had to be a really you had to be a really fashionable person to pull it off too. Gotcha. And so it didn't do well. So she actually like shut it down. I'm like, damn, she actually like failed, well, she, kind of like uh, low key failed at something. Yeah. But it's but like she, she still became a billionaire. Yeah, because she learned that you gotta understand, man. The you gotta look. The majority of the world <clears throat> or the populations are not built like you. There's only a very few. But Riri think though, like the person she worked with. I understand. Had the stuff though. like cut super slim. Yeah, that's what I'm trying like, to say. Like to the point where I don't even think she'd have been able to fit. Right, that but stuff. that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to explain. There's only a very few percentile of people that can fit clothing in their range. Right. Um or so, pull it off. Or pull it off. So you have to cater to the majority, the mass value. So but like I said, she and I mean, she, I, and I get you don't want to like cheapen your brand. Well, no, you don't want to do that. But like some of her stuff was very high fashion and very high cost. Yeah, you you definitely don't want to do that. But like I said, she you live, you learn, and we look at it and see. This is and that's the point I want to. That's the this is the that's the point I want us and Creole get to to where we have 
I want to get to the point where this podcast, I'm trying to be like Joe Rogan ass, okay? Oh, Spotify, God. YouTube, Apple, whoever. I want I, I want, want his money, not his stupidity. I want, <laughs> I want to uh I want to get to that level. And the, the ultimate goal is I want to build an ultimate black media I don't media he, company. I want to take that back. Let me take the blackness out because I was talking to somebody the other day. I hate saying black business owners. I hate putting that. I just want to. Be, I just want to own a business. And so happen to be black. That's it. It happens to be black owned, but it's gonna be a business, right? Because I'm going now. Hire will we whoever. make it a, now? Will we make it a point to put more people that look like us on? Yeah. But I mean, we not. We're also not gonna I turn away make, I, the Jack Harlow's of the world. <laughs> I would like, make sure that I put qualified people. Like us, oh, because that's another thing. They just, oh, because you're black, oh, yeah, hire me, but you're not even qualified. Doesn't matter, I'm black, hire me. No, no I'm not doing that's that. That's what we're not about to do. We're not doing that. That's what we're not about to do because you're not about to be sitting there costing me money, destroying stuff, not showing up to work. That's all I'm saying. So, like I said, with that being said, we're that's that's the level I want to eventually get us to. So, like I said, I can just, um, you know, have the residual income coming in. We got the podcast. We got rental property. Just money coming in all directions. And just like, don't know what the hell to do with it. Oh, baby, we're going to do it. Just, I don't know. Jesus, just, just put the money in the refrigerator. Put it somewhere. God damn it. I don't know. I'm That's trying to be Nick point. Cannon wealthy. Exactly. Because we were just talking about, like we were talking about Mad Singer. Like, he's the executive producer of Mad Singer. Well, he is maybe. he is everything for Wildin' Out. You know, he's producing movies. They might not be great, but he's producing movies. You know, and then he's also the executive producer of this uh, Alter Ego show that we were watching. So, shout out to Nick Cannon also. I don't know. Y'all can talk about how corny he is and talk about all the kids he got, but, but guess what? He could afford them. Yeah, he can. And that's what I said. Did, did we acknowledge him having a baby on the last podcast? I can't keep up. If not, shout out to Nick because he had a baby. Also, Cardi and, I, and look, look, everybody in my like, which one? Exactly. Also, Cardi B, she had her boy. She had her son. Her son back in. In case you didn't know, she uh she announced her pregnancy mm-hmm. during the BET Awards. There you go. And, and um And so she had her boy. But something that Creole pointed out is that um the Migos. The Migos. One of them is their uncle. Okay, so it's uncle, it's uncle, nephew, cousin. cousin. So, I, um, I, Quavo is Quavo is Takeoff's uncle, and Offset is their cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so, oh man, that's. That's crazy because my thing is this. How can you? Okay, so yeah, Quavo and Offset are cousins. Okay. And Takeoff is Quavo's nephew. Okay. So it's like Uncle. <laughs> All three were raised together by Takeoff's mother. My, my nephew. Who is Quavo's oldest older sister. My nephew and my cousin. Come on, we're going we're gonna rap together. We're gonna do a group together. Yep. 
What kind of shit? I mean, but black people grow up close like that. Because think about it. Takeoff and Quavo are not that big of an age gap. True. So, you know, so they probably grew up more like cousins than anything. Well, that's kind of like how uh, you and Uncle Mark. Um, kind of, yeah, kind of, no. He was like young uncle. He was like really young uncle. Right. But yeah, we used to clown around and stuff like that. Right. And he was... He sometimes he would act like a like more like an older cousin Man, than anything. How can I forget Uncle Mark? Shout out to Uncle Mark. Uncle Mark, man, look. Shout out to you, bro. Cause you hold you hold it down for us. If we need information or anything, you you always come through. So shout out to Uncle Mark. Never love holding it down, Uncle Mark. <laughs> you know I mean? And if y'all didn't know, so hit my Uncle Mark, who you talking about? We're on, we're only eighteen years apart. He's my mom's baby brother, so he I actually was born the same year he graduated from high school. So yeah, so he he wasn't, and I'm I'm not the first grandchild. That's the thing too. So he was even younger when Aubrey and Danielle were born. There you go. So yeah, Uncle Mark, if you're listening, man, find us some sponsors out there, man. We'll sponsor anybody that's willing to, you know. Slide some dough. So, you know, we could do even little commercial breaks, but like, hi, my name is Retro and this is Creole. And we know, shop at Cavenders. Exactly. You know, <laughs> whenever I'm whenever I'm looking for a cowboy hat and some boots, I go to Cavenders and have me a good old time. <laughs> Buy your fifth cowboy boot, get the sixth one free. I mean, you know, whatever it takes, you know. Buy six cowboy boots. Get a Stetson free. There, there you go. So <laughs> just just want to throw that out there. On the market, you get a chance to listen to all that. Let us know. Um, <laughs> but um, like I say, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for Uncle Mark <laughs> and his support. But we talking about Uncle Mark, uh, Creole, and I was sitting there talking, and she was she brought up the... Uh, oh, yeah, I bring up all those. Somehow we brought up the whole... Idea of the desire. Um, I brought it up because you didn't know about it. Yeah, but the desire no. community. Oh, you had. I think you had found a video of these dudes um, dancing the bounce music from the nineties. Yes, yeah, it was like an old old video, and I said, "Oh, this is just like the the, the desire uh, housing community Christmas show." Right, and you was like, "What?" And in case y'all don't remember, Retro's not from New I'm Orleans. I'm not from New Orleans, so this is something. He wasn't born and raised in New Orleans, so it was something new to him. And so, if you don't know, uh, the, the Desire Housing um, Community Christmas Show was uh, a it's a it's a Harris family tradition <laughs> to watch. Ghetto. <laughs> it is ghetto. But anyway, and um. Go go over to our Facebook page. I'm actually gonna share some of the clips that I found on YouTube. Oh Lord. from the show. But so every year to like raise money and stuff like that for the community center, they used to have a Christmas like talent show, and people in the community would perform every year. And but it got to a point where people were going all out and had all the headset out. mics and the I'm costumes and the choreography because they just knew they were getting discovered. And I'm so they used to record it. SWV, hair right. slick, beehives, all that. Singing escape songs and everything. Maybe just going in. 
And so, um, so they would record it. They would film it, have all the different camera angles, have sometimes, you know, the 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 technical director would get all fancy, do some cool transitions oh, yeah. in the four boxes and all kind of like corny 90s uh video uh effects straight and cl- things. Straight classic shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, trip down memory lane for you. And so um they were recorded. And of course, it was like a fundraiser for the community center and things like that. And like different people from the community would be there, like council members and all that stuff like that. And then so they would air it on the cable access channel on Christmas night. But leading up to the new one that would come on at like seven, eight o'clock at night. I thought it was Christmas Eve. No, it was Christmas night. Christmas night. Okay. And so they would play them. Um. They would play all the old ones. They would play a couple of the old ones leading up to the new one for that year. And that became a Harris family Christmas tradition. Man. Because we would turn it on. we switch it through the channels and either Uncle Mark or Uncle John would turn it on because they were always both on the couch. And they would turn it on and be like, look, 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 look what's on. And we would look and be like, oh, Lord, look at this mess. And we every time... My grandmother would be like, I don't know that why y'all watch this. Y'all, y'all a mess. Y'all sit up here and watch this. But we would sit there and watch it and crack jokes and laugh. And that's just us. That's that's where I get my sense of humor from is between both sides of the family. Like, that's how I have my sense of humor and like wit and things like that. Because we that's all we used to do is just watch stuff and crack jokes and, you know, laugh all the time. So. And I mean, the the Desire Community Christmas Show is like one of those things where it was like a weird family tradition, but we would sit up there and watch it. But me and Retro keep saying, we're going to try to bring it back. No, we, we're going to bring it back. So Peep Gang, this is the trip part about it. So it started off small, like, because I remember showing, seeing an old clip. I think it was having that like- And it was like little, at the community center. Yeah, at the community center where the project was. Then later on- it ended up at like a hotel. At a hotel and shit. And I'm, being, I'm talking about people are having sit down dinners mm-hmm. while people are performing. And I'm like, we got to bring that back. So I don't, Uncle Mark, if you have any and ideas. And we have to bring it back with all of its cheesiness. Oh, yeah, most definitely. With all of its cheesiness. Like it has to have like the the uh, the tinsel drape in the background, hey. blowing with the fan. Because hey. you already know we're going to have like five Beyonce's hey. trying to reenact uh, formation. Gonna, it's going to be <laughs> the most low productive, but well overview watch. We, we're bringing it back. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Because it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be the thing that people just like we used to do, it's going to be the thing that people can be like, oh my God, you got to watch this. And exactly. people can be like, oh my God, oh my God. And now that we have the days of YouTube and things like that, we could put the whole thing on YouTube. There you go. And people will be like, oh my God, you got to watch this. And they like well, share we still it. Gonna, we still going we to we talk to people next door to, to you know, your, your place of appointment and I'll ask them how much it is to do that. And we're going to raise money. And it's not going to be for this year, but I'm going to shoot for next year. And we're going to host that. And that shit going to be fire. Yeah. I look forward to doing that. Because we could do it. We don't have to do it somewhere too, too big. Like we, oh, no, 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 no. It'd be no, like decent. No. We could do Mahalia Jackson or we could do the Culver. Mahalia Jackson's open now? It's fixed? You thinking about the Municipal Auditorium. Oh, yeah, what? Well, no, Mahalia Jackson. Yeah, the Mahalia. No, you have the Mahalia Jackson, you have the Municipal Auditorium. 
Those are two separate buildings. Are they in the same area though? Same area, but they two two separate buildings. Mahalia Jackson been open. Okay. I worked Lion King at the Mahalia Jackson years what ago. What's the other building? The Municipal Auditorium. Okay, what was that used for? That was for the hockey games and used to have dead balls and proms and all that there. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. But they redid the uh, Mahalia Jackson. The uh, one with the big old chandelier. People know how to waste money, boy. See? But yeah, that... But no, the Mahalia Jackson been reopened. See, that's why... I, I can't believe you didn't know that. Fifth Ward Weeby's funeral was at the Mahalia, Mahalia Jackson. So what are you talking about? Did I go to Fifth Ward I didn't even know that, so... I, I thought you were about to say, I didn't even know Fifth Ward Weeby was dead. No, I knew he was dead. I didn't know where his funeral was at. I don't... Let me find out that you didn't know Fifth Ward Weeby was dead. I knew he was dead. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I said, no, it's not going to start off big. We'll start off just like it was, small. But we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back for people to see, to laugh. Oh, yeah. To have, to start oh, a tradition. Oh, baby, because you already know they're going to be, the family going to be in that deep. And Shaquana, like I said, Shaquana going to come heard, in there and swear to God, she Beyonce. I heard they brought the so-and-so back. Huh, her homegirl's going to have the big hats and be performing found, uh, formation. So, so. And her gay cousin is going to be, uh, is going to be oh. Big Frida. Oh, Lord. in the intro. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, it is. And, so, and some dude from St. Aug is going to have the heart coughing in his head and he going to think he's Drake. Nah, we ain't doing that, partner. We, we are not doing that. Oh, we yeah. It's going to be great. That. Oh, because they just, baby. You we already know. know. We do that. People going to show up and show out. Man, talk about showing up and showing out. Nikki, Nikki has not get to show up and show out the Met Gala this year. Ain't no showing up and show out. She's showing her ass. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So if y'all didn't know, uh, or if y'all didn't see, I mean, you know, if had, Nikki hasn't already told you a million, well, no, million no, 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 times, no. I'm not talking about Nikki for first. I'm talking about the Met Gala. Okay, you know they had the Met Gala, and if you don't know, it's when people dress up and uh, people clothing that they design. It was like, oh, yeah, I want to. That matches the theme, yeah. That, that matches the theme. And so I want you to wear my theme outfit. So that's the Met Gala. So it's some very rich, rich type of shit. And you have to be invited. It's be invited. not a it's not a somebody can randomly buy a ticket to exactly. flex that they can afford it. You have to be invited. So Nikki. For whatever reason, uh, she was invited, right? Well, or, not how she tells it. How, how, how is it. how is it that she tells it? She, if you let her tell it, she chose she chose not to go uh-huh. because they were requiring people to get vaccinated. Okay, and she said she was not getting vaccinated for why the Met Gala. If she getting... gets vaccinated, she's getting vaccinated because she wants to. But why is it that she didn't? want to get vaccinated what was the reason so first it was there wasn't enough research okay then it was she didn't want to go to the met gala because she didn't want to risk getting covid and bringing home to her child okay then it was well i got covid one time and you know how hard it was to be away from my child then it was well drake got covid and he was vaccinated 
And then it turned into no, no, no. no. Then it turned into my cousin friend in Barbados. I was getting there. Then it turned into my cousin's my cousin's friend got the vaccine and had Mm. a reaction to it where his testicles swole up and now he can't have kids and his old lady left him. So look, so Creole tells me this, and, and I'm like, are you serious? So why the next day? I'm on social media and I see Trevor from uh, Daily News. From Daily Show? From Daily Show. And he was talking about what Nikki has stated. Uh-huh. Then I see a news clip that he posts that it was the Trinidad? She's from, uh, uh, yeah, she's from Trinidad. They they went the to. Health, the actual health minister, the health minister looked into the case to see to if it really happened. This man. And found out it didn't happen. It didn't happen, people, because the barbs are still online to, uh, preaching that it happened. The health no, minister it, <laughs> of Trinidad and Tobago got on the news. On the news. And said that there was no such re- reaction reported and complained about the fact that they literally had to waste their time looking into <laughs> this. There, you telling me. And they are pissed with her. <laughs> My question is. Yeah, we need to find this man see his nuts are swollen. I'm or, or or just to ask if it actually happened. Because I mean, if his testicles swole up, that means he had to go to the hospital. Right, but uh, like, no dude is sitting at home with a swollen testicle going, "Yeah, this she, is normal." Some people are crazy. So they didn't even have to look for him. They probably just had to call the hospital. It's like, um, have y'all ever? So in the last year since the vaccine's been released, um, have y'all gotten anybody come in with a swollen testicle? No. no. Yeah, she crazy. Well, no, there was this one guy. Well, I mean, is he sterile now? Did he get the vaccine? No. No, I don't hear that shit. Was it because of the vaccine? No. I don't hear that shit. So, with that being said, it's, um, there was something else. Um, oh, now I remember. So, you know, besides all that heat that Nikki's getting from that, you was telling me yesterday or earlier today about um, her husband and the girl that he supposedly raped. No, the girl he raped. The girl he raped. He is convicted of raping her. So the so, girl he raped. <laughs> right. But you were saying me that um, they say that Nikki try to bribe her or strong arm her for her to not to press the charges, right? To recant her story. So this is why I believe, so what he's talking about is why I I say she didn't get invited. It's knowing hell with all this coming out that Anna Wintour invited her to this Met Gala. Mm. And I feel like she just don't want to admit that she had her invitation either A, pulled or B, she just didn't get invited at all. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure she swore to God she was going and was like jumping for joy that Cardi was pregnant and was going to be heavily pregnant because she was like, I know she probably was like, I'm going to strap my stuff because that bitch Cardi ain't going to be there. Uh-huh. And then was like, oh, I ain't going to invite because the Friday before the Met Gala, her husband pled guilty to not registering, failing to register as, as a, sex a sex offender. Offended. Because what happened is, if I'm not mistaken, he got charged in New York. And so they decided to move to California and 
he did, he failed to register as a sex offender in California. So he got in trouble for that. So he pled guilty to failing to register. But within that time, um, Nikki and her husband are being accused of trying to strong arm mm. and bribe the victim into recanting her story. Granted, he has already been charged, um, convicted, sentenced, and everything for this. Because this happened in the 90s. The girl immediately reported it. He was immediately arrested. And he was arrested, charged, convicted, and served time. But he he has to register as a sex offender. So, you okay? So he had to register as a sex offender. So they've been trying. So the woman says now they didn't sought her out and was trying to pay her, bribe her, strong arm her, her Nikki and her husband to try to get her to recant her story so the charges will be expunged from his record and he will no longer have to uh register as a sex offender and so the girl recently actually was on the reel yesterday today's thursday so she was on a real wednesday and she was telling she was explaining about how you know she was being muscled so nikki and her husband are actually potentially facing charges as they're looking into this so that's why i say she didn't get invited there's no in the world anna Wintour invited her if everything has been about Me Too movement and LGBTQ plus community and uh, Asian representation and black representation and youth representation and all this stuff like that, you really think she was getting ready to invite a rapist and a and a woman that's been like strong omen the victim? Like, come on now. But anyway. Well, and me and Creole, and Creole was asking me, or I might ask her, um, do you think what you think that the barbs are gonna do? The barbs uh, are, are attacking they drop the woman. Her? No, God no, because the barbs out here victim blaming. <laughs> the barbs are like she just want the girl just want attention. She just want money. She wants this. Let that man live his life. Why you can't let her be happy? <sighs> And as I was saying, that, and that was the thing I was telling him, uh, Creo, is that Nikki's not going to look like a bad guy. It's just like Megan Thee Stallion is not going to look like a bad guy in her situation. Matter of fact, I mean, um, that shit just gone out of thin air. It, it, I have yet to hear a court date or anything about between Megan Thee Stallion or Oh, Tori just got his um, ankle monitor taken off. <laughs> Well, there you go. So he's no longer on house arrest. Well, there you go. Then, so obviously, like I said, it was not. It could not have been that serious. But the the the, the damn dick riders are going to ride that bandwagon and be all for making make her look like a victim. And that's why I say with this whole me, like too, even if like even if and I mean, granted, they hasn't gone to trial yet. But I mean, if they turn around and they go to court and it's proven that it wasn't true. They still, they still, y'all still gonna, they still gonna be on on Megan's side, and they still gonna be like, oh well, the court system failed her, and mm-hmm, blah blah blah, mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. or she didn't tell the truth, like that mm-hmm. could be a possibility too. We'll so, we'll find out whenever that goes to trial, but whenever. the barbs are definitely proving that they're not gonna, they're not gonna cancel Nikki. That's that's ridiculous. They are very much like attacking the poor, that's, the poor that's, victim. That's ridiculous. Y'all y'all wrong for that shit. 
Yeah, really the barbs are. are fucking crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. The barbs and the beehive are fucking crazy. But Team Breezy right. is up there sometimes too. And mm. I'm not part of Team Breezy. Mm. Like I don't I don't consider myself part of like the, you the clubs. You know what the cra- the crazy part about it is? If you if you look at Creole's listen plays, if you see some of the Black Pyramid merchy perch, you would think she's a Chris Brown. I'm a you Chris know, Brown fan. I'm fan. not Team Breezy. But yeah, she's CD's not like, team, yeah. CD's like fan. She's not Team Breezy. These fan nations, they are insane. They are insane. Not because you why does he look like, uh, he looks like the Dave Chappelle character. Stop, I saw he it. Do. Stop it, leave him alone. I'm sorry, guys, we watching. He, <laughs> does, he does look like Tyro. He look like, <laughs> he got Tyro outfit. I got it. You gotta talk about that. You gotta talk about that when you go to work. You gotta tell them about that. Please. I've gotta pull that up and screenshot. I'm screenshotting it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to do that. What is this for? He got beat by the state police. Oh, oh, oh hell yeah. I'm screenshotting this and I'm putting both the pictures together. I'm a, oh my God. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go hell for it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. That that distracted me. That's I'm probably gonna yeah, help for laughing too. But yeah, buddy, that was him. It's it's fucked up what happened that to him. him. But yeah, it was, but that was him. But um, the outfit he had on at the press conference just now. Yeah, he was wrong for <laughs> that. Like that, was him. that was him. But um, but yeah, y'all. So like I said, with that whole Me Too movement stuff, that that really, I feel like like no woman could really do wrong because it's like. Um, but on the flip side, okay, so there's two sides to this coin. But the problem is, like, these days, people take everything to extremes. So, yes, do I believe that we need to believe victims more? Absolutely. I do, too. Do I believe that we should completely negate the other side of the story? No. Absolutely not. You're not supposed to immediately convict the person either. Because there are cases where you do have women who do lie on men and vice versa. And so you that's why you wait to let it play out in the court or wait until the facts actually come to light. That's why you don't that's why you're not quick to hurry up and back judge. To back to exactly. But like I said, time will time will let us see how everything plays out. Cause all you can do is wait. And since we're talking about waiting, oh, man. Hurricane Ida. You stank hole you. You are the scum between my toes. <laughs> Well, how do you say it? Um, Dear Darla, yeah. I hate your stinking guts. I hate your stinking... Dear you Ida, I hate your stinking guts. You are the scum between my toes. Love, I fell for <laughs> So look, y'all. Like I said, we live in Louisiana. South Louisiana. South Louisiana. <laughs> and we deal with hurricanes. So happened that a damn hurricane... Want some landfall and head this way. Camp, on the, Cat 4. Cat 4. 
on the same anniversary date of Katrina. Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 years? 16 years to the day. 16 years to the day. So my mother and grandmother went by my oldest sister in Arkansas. I didn't want to leave by Creole made me to leave. So I went by my father, his wife, and their son up there in quote unquote Dental Springs. Area. You could have stayed here with your aunt if I'd have known yeah, I wasn't gonna be staying with you. She wasn't staying. She was at a hotel with her boyfriend. Oh, okay. So I just didn't want you in the house by yourself while I was at work. So anyway, so she had to stay. So her people stayed right out. So anyway. So I see her the night before. She goes to work. And we had a heavy cry. Anyway. And I said, Jack, Jack. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> and I said, move your ass over, Rose. Let me get on this fucking door. And then we did the thing from uh, Color Purple. You and me. I need my <laughs> So anyway. So I drive up there by my father with my hurricane snacks and everything. It's the night before the storm, so some make landfall. Man, when I tell you that storm came in and that wind was whipping and all that jazz and shit, but my nerves didn't get bad till I lost contact of Creole. The phone stopped working. Phone service stopped working. I lost power and internet at work. So there's no way I could communicate with her. And I and I knew it. I knew it because I texted him and was like, we lost power and the generator is dead. And that was course, the last thing. And I text I also text him, but I'm okay. But and, of course, uh, I'm okay didn't go through. No, so that was the last thing. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, she's on top of the fucking station. I gotta get her. And the whole and the funny thing is the whole time I looked at my phone and saw that I'm okay didn't go through and was like, oh God. It's about to be like 12, 13, 24 hours of him not being able to contact me. I know he's like losing it. My nerves were shot. I knew I knew they so, were. That's why as soon as as soon as my coworker was like, oh, I got service, I heard him text you, call you. Like they were laughing because I was like, oh my God. I kept checking my phone, checking my phone, checking my phone. As soon as my coworker's like, oh, I got service. I was like, you got AT&T? She's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> you were the first person I called, like, no joke. Thank God. Because like, I immediately dialed your number. And when it finally went through, I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> my nerves are bad. I so, knew it was. So, like, I was up there by my father and. We lost power. I go plaque Yeah. We lost power. Then the <laughs> water situation. We couldn't use the water. So we had no running water. So I'm in there sweating bricks for four days. And day number five, I'm sitting here smelling like a gallon of sour milk. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. So my partner, he was going to Florida to meet up with his people. He hooked me up with some rooms. I had another friend give me some money for some rooms. 
Shout out to Jamie. Thank you very much. And I was in the hotel. And I was here. And she, Creel, was still at work. She couldn't leave, working 12-hour shifts. And I'm like, bruh, this is bullshit. So that's like day five. And then no power, though, mind you. The energy people are here. They working. They're assessing the damage, so they say. But no power. Now, from what Kriya was saying, that they're supposed to be working from east to west. Yeah, that was bullshit. Okay, they pick where they want to work at. And they pick what neighborhoods to put the power back on. I got power eight days later. Creole got power nine days later. But we got power. But the main thing was that I, I, for those, for that time frame of not being able to talk to her, my nerves were really bad. Like, you can ask my fault. Like, I'll be sitting up, waking up early in the morning, just sitting there waiting for the sun to come up, checking my phone, seeing if I get a signal. Like, no lie, if it wasn't for the gas shortage or not being able to know to get gas to get back, I would have, if I had tanks to, to pull that had gas, I would have drove down there ASAP. But I'm going to find us, I'm going to see what walkie-talkies we need to, because I'm not doing this again. It's going, we're going to have to get satellite phones. Well, so be it. We'll get whatever because, um, yeah, my my nerves. I'm. Mm-mm. And that was the first major hurricane you had to deal with with me and my job. Exactly. You we always we always talked about it, you know, and you know we always Joe, talked about the what if. I always yeah. tried to get him prepared for it, right? And I just knew, and I I always was like, we have a generator, we're gonna be fine, you know, it's gonna be okay. Just calm down, we're gonna be fine. Generator crapped out, mm. and Annette died. Mm. Was in the dark, mm. <laughs> in the dark at work, no car, mm. and no signal. And she wanted me to be all right, <clears throat> huh? And you, and you wanted me to be all right. I do, man. Because when nah. we have kids, I need you to be all right. Go with your daddy, <laughs> and they're gonna be sitting right here, and you still gonna be working. That's fine. So you might as well come here with the kids. No. I'm patrolling the station. No. I'm going to be right out there with the sandbags. <laughs> holding it down. Oh, boy. So. It was fun, though. Fun, fun for who? <laughs> I'm just sitting up in here, man. It's hot. It was, it was hot. It, it was hot. miserable. It was. I came over here when I came back from Florida because things got a little bit better. I came, I stopped here. And no, that's not my way back. No, I was leaving, going to Florida. Yeah, you stopped by on your way to Florida, and you should have saw they had it laid out like a a refugee camp. We but had like five, like, six fans going. I felt like I was at a laundry mat with the fans blowing and stuff, just trying <laughs> to stay cool. And they had an army cot and the blower mattress. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they was not, and then, and they sitting here chilling, playing pity pad and Pokino, like, ain't nothing, like, you know, 
Yeah, because my mama and my AC Mary took that as a chance to take yeah. everybody money. So, you know, I'm like... I let my, I let my own mama, like, hurt my feelings. <laughs> she said she's going to put your ass to bed. <laughs> she, told, she was sending me to bed early. She thought I only had two quarters left. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess we sending you to bed early. I was like... <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm sitting here like... Yeah, no, I got to go. So... <laughs> Yeah, and the kids y'all didn't know we had a pack house because we had it was my dad had my auntie Janelle my mama my auntie Mary auntie Pam was here for a night you know uh, a friend of dad's was here and of course rap stopped by I was popping in and out because of course we had no power at work so I was like there's no point in me sleeping here because we can't do anything here so I came home mm. so we were, we was all just like spread out in the house and like you said it was like an army cot because my dad was like, oh, you know, I'm used to this. And like pulled out an army cot and was sleeping on the army cot in the living room. He was ready. <laughs> he was ready to pull that army cot out. But if I heard, between him and Janelle, if I heard, if I heard well, I used to be in the military one more time. Because the first thing when I used to Janelle, said, I was like, well, you want to sleep in my bed while I'm going? Oh, girl, I was in the military. I could sleep standing up. Okay. Yeah, all right. You don't have to, though. You know that, right? The very next night, she slept in the back room on the, on the bed. Exactly. <laughs> Talking that shit. And then eventually it like dwindled down because then Momo and Auntie Mary got power because they made sure they got power because knowing that Momo has stays in like senior apartments, they tried to get their power on as soon as possible. So, and then with Auntie Mary staying in the same neighborhood, her power came on too. And so, the, of course, they immediately was like, we got bye. power, bye. <laughs> bye, baby. And so, Auntie Janelle was like, well, I'm going to crash on Momo's couch too because <laughs> she got AC. And so they were gone. So them three were gone. And then dad's friend got power in the east. She actually got it first. And she was like, bye. Mm. <laughs> we actually went to her house, ate, sucked up her air conditioning. As soon as we got back, that's when Auntie Mary got a text from cousin Joe saying uh they had power because he stayed at the house. And she just started shouting, Hallelujah. He was like, Oh, God you must got power. All the time. <laughs> She's like, Yep, I got power. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna go in the morning. So she went in the morning. She won't pretend. I was like, well, we'll, we'll see Auntie Mary. It was fine. Oh, baby, I'm coming back. And I'm like, no, yeah, don't. okay, to pick up your stuff. Yeah, but you ain't staying the night. Don't sit up here and be like, I'm coming back. You're not coming back to this hot house. We'll I mean, she won't pretend like she was going to come back. Like, oh, I'm going to come back. No, you're not. You're no, not. I'll come back when the you're air You're not. On, it's baby. fine. I get it. You have air conditioning. You I, good. I'll come back when the air come on. But, so um, like the next like two or three nights after that, it was just me and my dad in this hot, sticky house. <laughs> yeah, and then then Creel was like, "Well, you come sleep over here and cool." I yeah, because you wasn't supposed to have power yet. Yeah, well, I had power, but she she she. I'm like, all right, I'll come over. So I I came over and slept. I tried my best to be as comfortable as I could, but my sinus started acting up, so. I was sleeping in bed. I got up. I went to sleep on the sofa. She got mad at me because I didn't tell her. And it was a whole ordeal and everything. But hallelujah, the next day the power came off. <laughs> but let me tell y'all. Let me tell you something. When I got to that hotel, though, and I took that shower, and that water hit my body, there is, I don't understand how some people purposely live on the fucking street and do not bathe. I don't know how they do it. And I'm talking about the dirty white people I see down here that the look like they're my the ones, The ones that can get out. Like, not the ones yeah. that are a uh, victim of circumstance. We talking about, like, gutter punks. 
I don't understand. I don't get it. Go wash your nasty ass. The one thing I definitely hated was the fact that I would like feeling like a shot taking a shower was a waste. Not saying that I stink, but I'm saying like I would take a shower and like get out and immediately start sweating again. Exactly. And I'm just like, I just took a shower and now like now I feel dirty <laughs> again. Yeah, baby, but we got fall in the building now, baby. Ooh, it feels fall nice outside. Weather. I'm gonna enjoy it for all of the two days we gonna have it. Oh uh, man, we'll see, man. We might actually have a real fall this year, so I, I'll be. I hope so. I hope so too. I Let's hope see. so too. Weather, hmm, creeping back up to the mid eighties, and it will be eighty eight next Thursday. <laughs> long as not ninety eight though. I know, but still. I'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, South Louisiana weather just always warm. So yeah. So. <clears throat> now mind you we had to deal with the gas we had to deal with gas situation too because yeah we had a gas, gas shortage gas shortage because everybody was running generators exactly. so that's one thing everybody definitely invested in was the generators so they learned people from, had to gas up uh, generators people had to gas up their car because some people decided to leave like after the fact especially a lot of places where like home like in like the river parishes and the bayou parishes like lafouche and Lafouche, not LaForge, Trump. <laughs> um, Lafouche and Terrebonne and Grand Isle and Barataria Bay and all of and Plaquemines and stuff like that. A lot of those people ended up leaving after the fact. So, um, so then they were, they were getting gas for their cars and leaving, and then you had people running generators and with us not having power for up to like 10, 14 days. People were running generators all day. So yeah, so we had to deal with the gas shortage too. That unfortunately resulted in a knucklehead killing someone at a gas station. Not even worth it. Like now you sitting in jail explaining to somebody that you in jail because you shot, shot somebody with gas. But all right. Oh, but we made it through. We did. We, we did. made it through like we always do. And use that dreaded word that they use all the time. We were resilient. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But look, describe um, New Orleans in one word: resilient. <laughs> now, now I will say this, you guys. Um, if y'all like to donate to the podcast and donate to us, I do have a cash app set up for us. It is money sign Creole and retro. That's C R E O L E A N D. R E T R O money sign in the beginning. We need to start, you know, trying to get some type of funds and stuff into, you know, like I said, we recently, it's been a year since we've been doing this. 2,100 um, downloads. Oh, we definitely was like, oh, if we could get 200, that'd be nice. That's all. That's, yeah, when we first started. We had this, very low standards for we ourselves. We had very low standards. So it's like, <laughs> You know, like, twenty one hundred downloads strong. We'll take it, right? And we really want to do more with the podcast. We really want to set up like a actual area to when we start, you know, inviting people over to have. We do want to have more set. guests because it did seem like y'all definitely enjoyed exactly. Cam and Terrence and Tanaj, right? And um, you, you can get your boy. Well, look, we trying to get back up and running now. Right. We barely could do the podcast. I know, but I'm just saying though. So we're trying to. You know, if you'd like, like I say, you'd like to donate, <clears throat> it is money sign, Creole and retro. Um, 
I think, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I gotta look at it. Yeah, but that should be it. But like I said, um, because like I said, we want to, we want to do more. We want to eventually get merch so you guys can purchase and that can help us out too. Uh, we want to be able to set up actual stage to, you know, we did record one episode. Um, I it was straight. It was you know it was a rough cut because you know it was our first time recording. I have a new tripod, so y- um, y'all won't be looking up our noses next time. You know, <laughs> I want to be because we do need to get some lighting stuff because that was another thing. I don't care for these the the light because it gives off that yellow. Mm-hmm, but also, yeah. my ring light is not big enough to, yeah, to flood flush, to flood the area. Exactly. So we got you know there's a few little <clears throat> more things that we need to get in. We'd be very appreciative mm-hmm. you guys can donate and help us out or get some sponsors to come our way to help us out. Either way it goes, just help us out. And I guarantee you that the content that we do give you will we'll be, get better. We'll get better. Because we want to get better for you guys. Exactly. We love you guys. And like I said, um, we wrapping it up. I just want to say thank you all for listening, tuning in. Um, I'm starting to work a new gig now, so my hours are gonna be different. My schedule is getting ready schedule to change. Getting ready to change again. <laughs> so we're going to try our best to produce. It may be not as consistent as it was before, but we get we're gonna to, try to be more consistent than every two months. <laughs> right. We're going if not, <clears throat> if not, we too, may go. We may go try to go back to at least every other week. Right. We're gonna might try to do that. If not, guarantee if not at least once a month, we definitely gonna drop something. But I don't see it should be more than just once a month. It probably twice a month. But like I said, we gotta see how everything works out. But I do wanna say that I appreciate to all my listeners, like I said, Uncle Mark, um, Irvin, Lex, um, BJ, um, Greg, whenever he listens, uh I've been, uh Benta, Oriel, um, my daddy, um, who else? Uh, I don't know if 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 I if I miss y'all, I apologize. But keep on listening, keep on tuning in. Um, like I say, it's like see, I know you get tired here and say it's going to get better, but it has to get better because this is something that we believe in. This is something that we we trust in the process, we trust in the growth, we're invested in, and. I mean, there's nothing else but to go up from there. So I want to say this is your boy Retro. I thank you all for tuning in. Like I say, uh, for everybody who was hit with the hurricane, I'm praying for y'all. I hope that these insurance companies don't fuck over y'all, even though I know some of them will. But I pray that, you know, things get squared away for you guys. Um, like I say, for the people on the Bayou Parish side of it, I know they got tore up. The River Parishes. I know, like I said, St. John's, was it St. John, St. James, uh, Terrebonne, Lafouche, all of them, Lafitte, and Grand Isle. Right, I'm, all you guys down there. I'm praying for y'all for y'all recovery, because um, I, you know, and of course we can't forget about Blackman's Parish. Shout out, shout out to my hometown, to all my people. I hope y'all holding it down, and hope y'all y'all made out well. Also, if not, I'm praying for y'all. But like I said, we thank y'all for tuning in once more. I am your host, Retro. And I am your lovely, beautiful co-host, Creole. (laughs) Crazy.
<laughs> it's, it's late. <laughs> I'm delirious. I had work this morning. Yeah, and so, I got to go yeah. work in the morning, too. We both got work in the morning, so we're wrapping this up. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of All But Yeah. Y'all take care and love. Retro, 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 Yeah.